0: Imagine you're back in high school. Class is in session, you're bored, so you start scribbling in your notebook. Maybe you're drawing little doodles, maybe you're writing notes to pass to your friends. But did you ever consider taking 15 minutes to write a hit song? American singer-songwriter and member of the crickets, Sonny Curtis, did. Quote, I had a tremendous imagination back in those days about all I did was dream. I remember the afternoon I sat down and wrote it. Came together in about 15 minutes. Of Course, the song's not all that difficult. But I wrote it as a country song first, kind of a Johnny Cash feel. I wish I could think of what I was thinking of. I'd do it again. I used to just kind of write songs for the fun of it, not even thinking that I was a songwriter. That particular time, I hadn't written many songs, and I can't imagine what was on my mind, said Curtis. Although Curtis's song eventually ranked number 175 on the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list in 2004, and was named one of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it was a flop for the crickets. Perhaps the world simply wasn't ready for a version of the Crickets without the late, great Buddy Holly, but whatever the reason, the B-side for A Sweet Love received little airplay, until it was covered by the Bobby Fuller 4, five years after its initial release. For Bobby Fuller and his band, the song was a breakout hit, signifying their move from a beloved Texas act to a national sensation, Fuller passed away six months later under mysterious circumstances, but the song lived on, reaching the ears of Joe Strummer and Mick Jones in 1978, while they were working on overdubs for the second studio album for The Clash. Give them enough rope. The Crickets' original became their first single released in the States, which solidified their international presence and gave off the impression that this 1960s classic had been their song all along. That's right, we're talking the Crickets' I Fought the Law on Cover Me. Breaking rocks in the hot sun, I the and the, I the, and the law- That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one is breaking rocks in the hot sun. I'm your host as always, The Snake, joined by my lawful co-host...
1: Alex Mildenberger.
0: Alex Mildenberger. Her. How you doing, Alex?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing alright? Just, uh playing resident evil 2 and watching the weather turn to fall pretty much
0: hey resident evil 2 like the, the, the remake. remake right yeah yeah catching up That's on exciting. games um, we missed. originally played that like, <laughs> N 64 did we you did. have it
1: yeah it on n64 N 64
0: uh, we screamed um we screamed dude <laughs> Uh, if, Have you gotten any of those moments yet? It was yeah. the dog that jumps through the is it, interrogation room. Yeah, in room. the interrogation
1: room, there's a licker, actually, um, mm. who jumps through the uh, the window in the interrogation room. And uh, I got to that point, and I was like, I know something comes through there <laughs> on the way back <laughs> through the room. Because I remember we were like, something jumps through that glass, and then when you go one way, it's fine. But then when on your fine. way back is when it jumps through, so it totally got us. <laughs> Tricky. but i knew i was it's ready i was ready this time
0: that's good alex now it's, this is a dangerous move but i'm gonna read the other topic you brought up was that it is getting downright autumnal out there yeah well slowly there's
1: a lot of green yet but you know it's turning.
0: It's, uh, turning it's turning uh fans of the podcast will remember how we accidentally made an episode two hours long by talking about the weather. And specifically the word "autumnal" for about twenty minutes, but uh, yeah, it's turning to autumn out there. We're already like an I, hour behind schedule, so. I know we're we're fucked. <laughs> or you know, half an hour.
1: Yeah. We'll anyway. Okay. Anyway, wanna, the weather's there's too great. much of a peak behind Wish the Wish you were
0: beautiful. How does that one go? The weather is here. Wish you were beautiful. <laughs> gotcha, Alex. Yeah. Okay. Alex, we're talking about the crickets today.
1: Yeah, we're talking about crickets. Uh, More of a summer insect. More of a summer insect, for sure. In my mind. Um, But, yeah, they're a really important group, you know, historically speaking, in in music and pop music history. Um, Particularly because of their affiliation with Buddy Holly. Yes. Um, But, you know, it was Buddy Holly and the Crickets, and I guess he went on tour kind of uh, solo, Or with another band, perhaps. And then they were like waiting for him to come back, more or less, so they could do some more recording. Uh, And then he died in a plane crash. And then they just did some stuff as the Crickets. And they've actually been recording as the Crickets for like a long time. Or they were.
0: They were, yeah. They kind of just kept going. Uh, Which rarely Um, happens with these kind of groups where the front man is so... Integral, right?
1: Yeah, but they just like kept going as the crickets, and also like backed other singers and stuff, like for years. So that's yeah, kind of a <laughs> seems like an unusual thing. Like they're a band, but they're not really like their own thing. They really exist to back other artists, which is interesting. Yeah, they're so like it makes sense, like but you don't hear about the them having a name. Yeah, I guess so.
0: And it is funny because you like look up, you're like, what's the big deal with the Crickets? Like They popularized the idea of a guitar, bass, and drums as a band. <laughs>
1: yeah, and like the fact <laughs> that they were named after an insect supposedly also influenced the Beatles to pick a similar it name. seems pretty,
0: pretty clear there, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, there's another anecdote where they almost called themselves the Beatles, but they picked Crickets instead.
0: So Well, what could have been? We can only imagine. Yeah. Alex, what cricket songs do you know besides I Fought the law? Uh,
1: Um, Well, some of their stuff with with Buddy Holly, right? Like Peggy Sue. Um, oh, right. is it? That'll be the day when I die. All that. Like, some of that. I, I'm not a huge uh, Buddy Holly head, but I know, yeah, I know some head. of it. I think I have uh, one of his albums on, on vinyl. So throw that on every once in a while
0: it's catchy stuff the buddy holly jams yeah, yeah he's uh yeah no i really don't know a lot of his stuff he's pretty foundational though so almost the shakespeare of rock and roll and that if you hear his shit you're like this is pretty cliched but it's because he invented it
1: <laughs> yeah he came up with a lot <laughs> of stuff to an stuff, extent i think or at least popular a lot of
0: stuff i think He popularized things
1: <laughs> but yeah i don't know about him compared um, to like uh, elvis or something i haven't haven't heard as much about buddy holly you know? No, surely not. We um, haven't had a,
0: a Buddy Holly biopic. not
1: that I've knowledge. seen.
0: Anyway, not that um, I've seen.
1: But we're also talking about the Crickets because uh, Jerry Allison passed away recently. That's right.
0: Passed um, away at age of eighty-two. Yeah.
1: Which actually, if you look at the like Crickets timeline, he's the only member who is solid the entire time.
0: Like the whole um, way through. On the
1: through. Wikipedia page, his is a solid orange drum line. Uh, on the timeline and that's pretty cool
0: that is my favorite kind of band the crickets and Pink Floyd where the drummer is just there <laughs> as things just fucking shift around him
1: yeah and like can just stay in the band because he doesn't like piss other members off too much um, and yeah, he's is also just, like, in the he's good like, at what they do but you know yeah, like isn't so much of like a, a hothead or whatever that they get in these fights
0: yeah, they're like, I'm here to lay down a rhythm, fellas. Whatever you want to do, <laughs> let's yeah. do it.
1: And I will give you the beat. Um, so that's give pretty cool. Uh, he was also, he also did, he co-wrote Peggy Sue, and that'll be the day. Um, but yeah, it was a really consistent member of that band.
0: Yeah. Up until... And so this was written by uh, a later edition. One of the people actually yeah. brought in to to fill in the buddy Holly Void, Sonny Curtis who's Sunny doing Curtis. the guitar parts. Yeah. And then you had, it's Eddie Sinks, Earl Sinks, rather, doing the vocals on this track. Right. So uh, Buddy Holly has the distinct uh, uh, recognition of being one of those artists who you need two different people to fill their role. To
1: fill the role, yeah. Uh, similar to Lindsey Buckingham.
0: Yeah, which is even more gnarly because it's not just two like different... People, it's two different guitarists,
1: yeah, and like good ones too, like, yeah, like recognizable names, not just random yeah, guys, big stuff. Um, but yeah, this happened way back, way back in when was this, way like back. the late 50s, probably because this came out in 1960. Um, yeah, so it was recorded in
0: 1958, yeah. 1959, so it was like really like right after Buddy Holly died,
1: yeah, and it was, and like you said, wasn't really a success at the time. But now it's no. It wasn't part of like our musical vocabulary, and it's like a very important rock, early rock and roll song. Early rock and roll song that I
0: was shocked when you told me it was not by the Clash.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely like one of the bi- like the big cover for us now is that. Um, yeah. But originally it was the Bobby Fuller Four. So.
0: Hmm. This song has such a, a simplicity to it. Yeah like uh like like Sonny curtis said that it plays in so well to almost any like of the people music so like rock in the 60s country uh punk when you move into the 70s and 80s
1: yeah it fits in with like folk styles because it really is the story of going up against authority yeah in like a very simple way and like needing to provide for yourself kind of
0: Yeah, it's actually like, I mean, it's a 15 year old who wrote this, but there's some pretty key (laughs) lines that really lay out how, like, not well off this narrator is. Uh, Which is a great segue. Thank you. I I know. Into the (laughs) lyrics. Yeah. Um, Which begins as this It says, A breaking rocks in the hot sun, I fought the law on the law one. I fought the law on the law one. So we get to see where he ends up right at the beginning, right? Classic storytelling we see the yeah, end first.
1: right. We start in The Chain Gang. That's right. Breaking Rocks. I I don't know what the purpose breaking of Breaking rocks. rocks would have been. Um, is it for, like, concrete or something? Because that's, um, like, the stereotype. Yeah, they're like, oh, we got our pickaxes or whatever, and we're breaking rocks. But, di- like, they're not just making them do that as punishment. Right, like they're not just breaking the rocks to break the rocks. It's for something, right?
0: Yeah, because typically in in America, I'm not sure if it happens everywhere. Probably happens in Canada or something. But the the abuse of prison labor for the capitalist system is a given. Sure, is he pay these guys pennies? So yeah, it must be for concrete or something, because it's not. Like the digging ditches of uh who was that? FDR. Who was like, well, you, listen, brother. Every day you go out there, you dig a hole, and then you fill that hole. We'll give you
1: like a, a make-work project, just to yeah. just to like distribute income, wealth, kind of mm-hmm. thing."
0: Yeah, this was more like, "Oh, it's just It's pretending to be rehabilitation, but it's it's ultimately just free right. labor or free, yeah. you know, dirt cheap labor." Yeah. So we see what happens to this guy he, and we so we we get and like again simple a break in rocks in the hot sun I fought the law and the law one. we immediately know where he is and how he got there
1: Yeah. And also like that's the I mean you could call it a verse I guess uh, it's really a single line followed by a refrain and that's yeah, kind of how really is. this works I, I mean I did split it into A sections and B sections but like that's what the a section would be and and then the refrain yeah. is repeated twice so it's a lot of it is just the line i fought the law and
0: the law won the law one yeah it's at least 66 percent of the song yeah. so it's yeah huge huge yeah so the it's yeah the next uh stanza or the next a b combination here is i miss my baby in good fun i fought the law and the law one yeah because you gotta rhyme
1: with the one you gotta rhyme with one <laughs>
0: they all do they all do, um, and this we we say he misses freedom basically, and his girlfriend.
1: Yeah, Pretty that's not uh, that's that's not my favorite line. The uh, I miss my baby in good fun.
0: I don't know why. And good fun. It's kind of awkward. It's it's kind of just like. I mean, it tells us a little more. It tells us he had a relationship. True, he's got people on the outside. But we also get that in the the chorus. Are you yeah, I, I I call chorus? it a B the section, real. but it is
1: it more or less functions as a chorus.
0: Yeah, it is so repeated. we kind of get that repeated in this B section or your chorus, which is, I've left my baby and it feels so bad. Guess my race is run. She's the best girl that I ever had. I fought the law in the law one. I fought the law in the law one. So that's,
1: yeah, that's his, I mean, yeah. he's he's stuck in prison, right? Like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, guess my race it is run. Bad. I've I've run out of you know road. I cannot be on the run anymore. Like like as a criminal, he can't be on the run. And also life wise, he's basically hit the end. He's in jail. Yeah, and he's like
1: realizing what he had kind of thing. The, his best yeah.
0: girl. He's like, well, I did have a really good. my best girl. So yeah, now we get when we figure out how he got into prison. Right, robbing people with a zip gun. I fought the law and the law won. I fought the law and the law won.
1: Yeah, so it, it, this is where it kind of... I mean, it's already somewhat, like... I don't want to say cinematic exactly, but it's got some of those tropes, right? I, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. I don't really think of, like, actual chain gangs working on rocks yeah. somewhere, which, I mean, I think it was real, but it feels more like something you'd see in a movie. And I, I don't know about in the 50s,
0: if that's true. Yeah, or everybody chained up and
1: but it kind of feels like a western Probably especially when we start talking today. about the gun right he's like just robbing people yeah on well the that highway. the
0: gun gets altered the
1: gun does get yeah, altered to be a yeah i think even he's more robbing cowboy-like.
0: people yeah well i think what it is in this version is actually poverty like it's a zip gun which is an improvised True. firearm improvised. So it's, like, sometimes it has an elastic band as a trigger. I, like, I've read the Wikipedia entry, and it's, like, honestly as much of a danger to the user as whoever it's being pointed at.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only other time I've so heard a reference to a zip gun is
0: like, Bolin's zip gun, I think. The album. <laughs> T-Rex album. Yeah, Bolin's zip gun, the, uh, the T-Rex album. So it's, like, he's not, he doesn't even have money for a gun, he had to basically make a fake one yeah, and he hope that people it. will give him money. Yeah, and not call his bluff. Because if he has to shoot somebody, it's it's anybody's game at that point.
1: Yeah, risky. But he needed risky. money. I needed money because I had none. That's the next. It rhymes with one line.
0: I fought the law and the law won. And so, yeah, he's poor. If you didn't get that from the zip gun, you got it from him telling you. <laughs> yeah. And,
1: like, that's it, man. There's there's a chorus, kind of, and there's a refrain that they play after yeah. everything. Plays after the... So, I guess chorus, which I was calling the B section. Um, mm-hmm. Every section gets a refrain after it. I fought the law on the law one. So, it's a ton of that. And then every A section or perhaps verse is a single line yeah it's like four lines plus a chorus and a refrain basically
0: yeah that is the it's very simple. very
1: simple but it kind of tells a story
0: it tells a story and it's a story that like you know beyond maybe the zip gun because it's easier to get your hands on firearms these days like still and on the idea of chain gangs I suppose still pretty relevant today even just the I needed money because I had yeah
1: the imagery though of a chain gang I think is still present
0: yeah, I think that still lives. on If they
1: really do exist, I, I haven't seen them.
0: I Haven't seen them around, you know. I'm never, yeah, never driving down the highway and there's a, a chain gang. Yeah,
1: maybe it's more common in the states, or I don't know if it's dated or just foreign, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, or both. Or both. Um,
1: like that's there's your lyrics, man. That's
0: your story. There's your lyrics. That's your story. 15 minutes from a, I'm going to guess, a 15-year-old He was in high school.
1: Yeah. And plus, like, I mean, this is like early rock and roll. There's like some rebellion to it, right? Yeah. But, like, being... I fought the law. Because, yeah, you're fighting the law. But at the same time, it's not like, like there's sympathy, you know? Because mm-hmm. he's doing it out of necessity.
0: Yeah, he's not... Uh, ba- he's even got a girlfriend right we do things to make him sympathetic it's like he's not so yeah like he's trying to provide for someone or whatever or yeah he's like just trying to have a good life yeah he's gone to a life of crime and then it's it's also the presentation in the music is a pretty soft delivery of it it's not like like this the fucking like deep moody like <laughs> It's or not a lament. That gives us the impression, yeah. It's not a lament. There's, it's in fact almost like sing songy.
1: Yeah, there's some like youthfulness to it in
0: terms mm-hmm, of the music, which is yeah, which is also backed by that repetition of "I fought the law and the law one." That's almost a children's song. It's like we say a thing. Here's the refrain. Yeah. I fought the law and the law. <laughs> yeah, because it
1: does have that kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: which I guess is another reason why it fits in with like folk styles so well yeah very easy to pick up on and in i'm pretty sure every version of this the title line the refrain always has multiple vocal tracks it's always multiple people singing Mm -hmm. so um maybe not the original Mm -hmm. did you what did you maybe not the original let me see i might (laughs) i always say something like i'm like every version you're like actually except this one one i'm like oh yeah maybe i should have but
1: oh possibly only because and and maybe this is a good time to transition into talking about the the uh, instrumentation and recording i think it's a great time um it's really old style like this was done in the late 50s so it's probably maybe two tracks kind of thing <laughs> like yeah the you might be right there Alex. sound like they're being recorded from across the room
0: yeah it's like being recorded from another studio yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, so it's very old school and there's like like I don't think you can handle more than one vocalist unless you're really kind of harmonizing or something
0: that's true you're right it is just solo vocals on this one but every other version Bobby Fuller 4 onwards chucks in the the group singing yeah. element yeah but yeah you're right this is like the most bare bones like pushing the limits of 1958-59 <laughs> recording technology version
1: yeah absolutely
0: um, yeah, the drums sound like shit. The <laughs> The bass is basically just root notes. Um, and the guitar is there putting down what is recognizable as the... Like the
1: yeah, the it's a pretty ball, iconic riff.
0: Musical signature. Yeah.
1: Um, right from the start, which doesn't always happen with these versions that have more popular versions right after them. You know, they don't always have their really iconic elements right away. But it does have that riff and mm-hmm. everyone else plays that riff. That's right. Um, or, or something very close to it. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, this one has that riff. It's on this you know, very jangly guitar, which was kind of the style then. And nowadays, if we throw back yeah. to that, we generally call it jangle pop. Um, yes, we do. But that's kind of what's being played on there. I don't know that it's a rickenbacker, but that's often associated with the jangly sound.
0: I'm going to call it a rickenbacker. Um, See if anybody proves us wrong. <laughs> uh,
1: which I think was fairly common in... in particularly i mean they're also from like texas so i would expect them to have that kind of rockabilly thing going on
0: yeah that makes sense to me
1: um the drums though the drum pattern on this it's kind of got that ba, 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 yeah. uh, ba, rhythm going on which i you know you'd clap right like that's a that's a big clapping rhythm to me
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: but yeah there it is there
0: it somewhere is. somewhere on the other side of the room um, the yeah somewhere far away the other big uh drum thing to note that is also mimicked in I'm pretty sure every version is the the hits on the zip gun line
1: yeah most versions have some form of that yeah um where they like change it and I don't know exactly what they're doing I couldn't quite work it out in terms of the actual meter but it really like emphasizes the part where he says zip gun and maybe mm-hmm. that's on purpose to be like, gun, think about guns, and just like make it a little more rebellious. Yeah,
0: and get that kind of explosive pop going on. Dump, 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 dump.
1: Because that's kind of the, I mean, of all, that's the description of a crime that's in this song, right? Yes. The rest of it's just talking about the idea of fighting the law. But that's the one where he's like, mm-hmm. I had a gun, I robbed people. what he did. Um, so I feel like that line is important for that reason. And, and the drums emphasize it yeah um what else is going so the way the the guitar strums um let me see if i can it kind of plays is it is this the one let me just double check here it's kind of it's strumming fairly fast like i'm thinking about in the a sections um because it yeah. kind of plays just like ding ding. It like turns down and then just like strums fairly quickly. Because it sounds like it's playing like maybe like five strums in a beat, which is like quite a bit.
0: Yeah, it is very quick. And it gets kind of like simplified when we move to the Bobby Fuller 4 version. And so that first half of it, that boom bleep ding Simplified is just like, na 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 It's pretty much Blitzkrieg Bob. <laughs> it does sound like Blitzkrieg Bob later on. Um, but yeah,
1: they're really doing some strumming there. Um, and then they yeah, play the riff like, after So they play that, and mm-hmm. then at the between sections, they just play the riff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, kind of like a loose instrumental jam but yeah it is pretty much just the riff
1: bam, 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 bam. when they do that bit and like that's that's what i've got for this song it's all very simple yeah that's the pieces Um, these old very rock and simple. roll songs i mean are all very simple and that's a big part of them and it's a big part of i think what like punk later tried to recreate certainly mm-hmm. in like the early days was like this simplicity
0: um yeah bring it back to this lay, lay out what you're gonna say play it hard and then get the fuck out
1: yeah because there's not really much of a build if any I didn't notice mm-hmm. any in this song like they come out at I mean I wouldn't say they come out at like 10 but they come out at the same level that they leave at you know
0: yeah they come out at a solid 7 you yeah. like hey and maybe that's we just our standards energy. maybe in 1960 yeah maybe that it was, was like mind-blowing um Fucking not mind-blowing blowing enough back. to
1: make this a successful uh single though
0: no and i think really the big difference as we're going to move into the bobby fuller four in 1965 i'm breaking rocks in the hot sun i fought the law in the big difference is just fullness like fullness of sound here
1: yeah yeah i guess especially this like for us just we can definitely bigger. notice that the <laughs>
0: drums sound a thousand times better just like audio quality wise and they rip in with a drum roll
1: yeah that's i'm that gets even like the, i don't want to talk about the future versions too much but like there's more like there's drum rolls later on and like the clash version has a drum roll that seems adapted from this uh but it's not quite exactly Absolutely. Same, but like it's this idea of coming in with that drum roll um
0: yeah exactly that like it changes up the energy immediately we're at a higher note and we're ready to fucking go yeah. here now before we tuck in too deep into yeah. this instrumentation talk alex i do want to briefly the talk about the death of Bobby Fuller. <laughs> yeah, it was mysterious. Yeah, so he died from asphyxiation six months after the release of this song in his mom's car in an LA par- parking lot. And he lot. was twenty-three. It was ruled a suicide. He was twenty-three, but apparently there was a lot of like bungling of the police investigation, a lot of like weird stuff going on. So some people think it was a murder. And yeah, we're now becoming a true crime podcast.
1: Well, I think uh, I did see that the it was up like the cause of death was updated uh, within the last mm-hmm. twenty years to accident. Mm. Um, accident because I mean he asphyxiated yeah, in in a vehicle, um, which is yeah kind of a tragic way to go, but also possible to do it, especially in the sixties because cars weren't as good. Um, That's true. Accidentally. Right? Um I don't know who would like I don't know his story, so I don't know if there was like crime people who would have killed him.
0: Yeah. Where's or the where's cause... the motive? It's the law, baby. He released a popular version of I Fought the Law and the Law, and the and the law, 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 law Got mad like,
1: No, 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 no. no. It came down on him. Except that I mean the law wins in that story. Anyway. Um Yeah, well. <laughs> but that's that's yeah. There's some mystery. That's There's really all there is to say about that. that. There is a mystery. Um, Bobby, F- interesting. Apparently, they were, yeah, like kind of starting to break out and then obviously were interrupted early on. Um, another interesting thing that I read about them is they were considered a bit of a throwback group to like pre-Beatles rock and roll. Okay. Uh, I, which I is weird in 1960. I, this, I don't know if this came out in 64 or 66 because I think they recorded it
0: twice. I oh, think this okay. Wait, is there was the... actually a stereo version and a mono version which have different uh, vocals and guitar tracks. Okay. I, I think this might be the
1: 66 version, because that was the popular one, as far as I can tell.
0: Okay. Um, I put 65 as the release date, so maybe I just split the difference. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe
0: it was 65.
1: Sometimes there's like a lot, like, you know, multiple dates for release, and sometimes you see one, sometimes you see another one.
0: In any case, it was around. Talk about the Clash later, who has similar weirdo release things. That's Um, more about international borders than anything else.
1: Yeah. But this is the Bobby Fuller 4. This is some apparently throwback rock, but throwback to like four years before. Yeah. Yeah. This was like early Beatles, anyway. um, Or era. But there's some Beatles influence here, I think, as well. Because. I mean, the Beatles were quite known for their harmonies, I think, at the time. I, I don't know mm-hmm. how common the harmonies were, but they definitely bring in the harmonies on this one, in the A sections.
0: Yeah. I will say that vocally, Bobby Fuller sounds like he's from 55, like he sounds like 10 years ago.
1: <laughs> doesn't sound 23, <laughs> does he? No. Well, it's hard to say. I mean, looking at the recording, I mean, everyone looked older back then. Maybe it's just the fashion, but
0: that's right. Like, they there's all look a like the live version of, Grace, of this. Basically. I'm like, that dude's
1: 23. Oh well, it's low res. Uh, it
0: no fucking way. Yeah. Breaking rocks in the hot sun. He sounds like an old man. He's <laughs> so I can see that being a bit of a throwback.
1: Okay, this is the one where you can identify those like it sounds like the strumming quite quickly, and then it chills out later on. Yeah. Um. But it's it's like it's pretty similar, right? Like ultimately, yes. it, it's updated for sure. They add those harmonies, and those harmonies are a big deal. And the bass also gets more play, like in the B section particularly. You really like it plays eighth yeah, it notes, yeah? Kind of walks, uh, but yeah, then it actually like plays a bass line. Mm-hmm. Versus, well, I mean, it's always a bass line, but versus just like kind of eighth notes of just the root.
0: Yeah, the very simplistic, like, root,
1: maybe fifth thrown in there. Like that, like a bass line. Um, yeah,
0: classic bass boogie going on there.
1: Yeah, so it's just a little more active. Um, the other yeah. thing they do is they play around with the hi-hat a bit. Uh, possibly just because, like, mm-hmm. well, the drums are kind of completely different, although they're just a pretty straight rock beat, which the original had a bit of. Yeah. But, you know, it was the... Bah, bah, but like I said before, but this is straighter. But it's also playing around with the hi hat a bit. So like they they seem to be like opening it to hit it and then muting it. And then there's some points where it lay let it ring out longer. And that happens in the B sections.
0: Yeah. So there's like little
1: touches and stuff. Um,
0: important. Little touches, another one of which is lyrically the change of a yes. zip gun to a six-gun, as in a six-shooter.
1: Six-gun, six six-shooter. It's um, They also shift some of the lyrics around. so they, sh- they switch the good fun line with the I needed money because I mm-hmm. had none. So that comes in earlier on, which narratively maybe makes a right. little less sense. But I also, I mean, I don't love the other line, so I feel like burying it also does make sense. But it's also the version I'm familiar with because the class sense, do that yeah. too
0: the clash do this version yeah yeah um yeah so they have that change and like you were talking about in the original it really brings forward that cowboy imagery because now he's got a six shooter yes and so really now feels he, like a um, cowboy mm-hmm. uh, america loves cowboys so
1: yeah and like if you look at the the live version uh which is like mm-hmm. in black and white low resolution on YouTube. It's actually decent sound quality, but you could probably just overlay the, the recording. Um, there's, like, women in cowboy outfits dancing, so they're definitely using that cowboy thing. Right. Do so they have no. fake guns? Yeah, they have fake guns. It's hard to tell because it's low res, but...
0: Of course. That's it for this and some hand claps in there so you get a bit of that that group element via hand clapping moments yeah
1: yeah it really like mostly feels like an update you know it has advancements from this is a time when music recording technology was advancing at a rapid pace and it had a long way to go in the next five years but it had also sure. come a long way in the last five years, so yeah, just like being right able to in the middle. Those drums yeah.
0: is like, a <laughs> yeah, like huge multi-track track
1: recording. Oh, oh. wow, um, phenomenal! Yeah. Uh, so they, it's just kind of, it's kind of a more exciting version, you know. Ultimately, yeah, um, they just punch it up a bit because they had the technology to do that, and mm-hmm. and it gets captured here. So. I don't know. It's hard to say much about the Bobby Fuller 4 because they weren't really much of a thing because they ended so suddenly. So I don't yeah. know if it's like they were just geniuses or they just recorded a decent song with a, better stuff. But uh, Yeah,
0: geniuses are just good timing. Yeah, like Hard, been hard been timing. to say.
1: But it worked and this was a hit for them and it led to this becoming an even bigger hit
0: later. Yes, in the year 1979, or hang on, let me try it again, 1979,
1: with The Clash. Yeah, this is, I mean, there were more versions between these. Um, I saw, mm-hmm. there was a Roy Orbison one I wanted to put on. Uh, yeah,
0: I listened to that one. Yeah, sounds like Roy Orbison singing this song. Um, it does. It sounds like Roy Orbison, and his son's playing drums on that, I think. Oh, Alex Orbison. Yeah. You know,
1: I looked or up Orby, Roy Orbison because, because of that, and he, like, was not that old. I thought he was old when he died, but he wasn't. He's got old man He was, like, in his voice. 50s or something. Crazy. Um, but anyway. Uh, the Clash. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this indeed, is the big Alex.
0: One. The Clash. So they... They catch this song by chance. I think this is very interesting. Yeah. So Mick Jones and Joe Strummer go to San Francisco to record at the Automat Studio, and the guy who owns the Automat, which sounds like some kind of laundry mat, but is not. In fact, it is a studio. Uh, has like his jukebox collection kind of spread out within the studio. Like I guess, there's jukeboxes everywhere or whatever. And they catch this Bobby Fuller version of uh, "I Fought the Law," and that leads to them recording this version they put it on an ep in 1979 the cost of living um which is then released on their eponymous album in america so the clash has like a weird kind of like two different veins of discography depending on whether you were born in the uk or in america
1: right because it was like essentially a bonus track but you don't listen Mm -hmm. to the bonus track it's just it's like when we were talking about the Beatles. did we talk about that no the Beatles, had, the Beatles had uh, you know a lot of differences between their UK right and like it would be the
0: same album and have yeah. different tracks on it.
1: Yeah or just be a different album.
0: Or just be yeah with the yeah. same name. It's almost like Final Fantasy 3 for, <laughs> yeah. for you fucking yeah. nerds out there. Yeah, it's Which the was Final Fantasy Final 6 Final in Fantasy the situation.
1: States. Um and like there's Beatles albums like there's that one where they had a bunch of like the Baby Doll parts and like fake blood. Like that's like you don't right. see that. That I think that was one of the American ones. Um yeah. but we generally refer to the British releases as the sort of canon ones these days.
0: But anyway. Yeah, the the canonical releases. Not
1: all bands have that canonical uh decision, so they kind of have separate versions. Um but yeah, yes. Kind of this separate. was released in a few different places. Um n- n- I obviously just heard it on the radio because it's a radio hit
0: yeah it's this is like the definitive version pretty much of the yeah. song and this uh, is also, also like used... like this
1: was what 1979 this is like mm-hmm. london calling era you know so like this yeah. is prime clash um
0: yeah this is the clash at their clashiest
1: yeah and um I, like we they've already like we know they definitely have you know, this sort of classic rock and roll uh, mm-hmm. chant. Um, obviously, it's more obvious to us now in the future, like, we can look at London Calling and say, ah, oh, that's a reference to an Elvis album artwork. Um, right. They also have a cover of Brand New Cadillac, which is an older Vince Taylor song. Like, we know they're into this kind of stuff. Yeah, they're
0: real American yeah. no-files, these Vince The Clash.
1: Taylor, I don't think he was American,
0: but... Um, is he not? Oh, shit. I just assumed since it was a song about a car. Sounds <laughs> it like it, right? Very American to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But if nothing else, they're old rock and roll. Yeah, files, the,
1: old, the old rock and roll. Wherever it's from.
0: Wherever it's from. Um, worth noting, this song was also used to aid in deposing the former military leader of Panama, uh, Manuel Antonio Noriega, along with, I think... I want to say "Running with the Devil" by Van Halen. It might have been another song, but they would play these songs on repeat outside of his like encampment or building or whatever he was in to try to wear down his spirit.
1: <laughs> uh, well, this song is pretty repetitive, so I wouldn't. Yes. Be surprised. When would this have been? Do you know?
0: Uh, uh 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 uh. Let me see. I should have put a date on that because I, mean, I know
1: I've would heard have had to have of in, that. Like,
0: if Van Halen was involved. Hmm. Van Halen, I'm thinking like the eighties maybe
1: yeah it had to I mean I uh, guess uh.
0: 1989 was the end of his reign so I'm imagining around nineteen eighty yeah the
1: time leading up to that um all right anyway okay so this version um this one's really exciting you know like they come out very explosively we talk yes. about how the previous the Bobby fuller four version had like a drum roll this is like this is that, but we just keep keep it going. It's not like ba da ba-bada ba da Like it's like it's continuous drum roll and then hit the cymbal, hit the cymbal kind of thing at the end. Ba 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 ba. Hit the, cymb- hit the cymbal, you know, and Yeah,
0: and then the guitar with, comes screaming in.
1: Yes, the guitar. Like it's just kind of going between notes. And and distorted as well, obviously. Um, so that's kind of their their new intro, which is based on the previous stuff but it is new and that's our yeah that's our real energetic introduction to this song and it kind of stays there right (laughs) well uh, more or less uh it it cuts down a bit when it starts singing right just you know to get things out of the way for the vocals Mm -hmm. but it's still in those vocals damn it's still exciting the energy is not necessarily gone
0: big hits we're not, we've are not. we sacrificed speed maybe in the verse, but we're pushing those notes. We're putting energy in all these big hits. Even the guitars are doing little stings. Like it's, it's meant to hit with yeah. force, and it does. They also audibly
1: have two guitars playing, which is, I mean, like we said, recording technology Imagine came that. a long way. Um, a and long I think even the Bobby Fuller guitars. 4 did, because if you look at the live version, they have like, I mean, it's a Beatles setup basically. But you can hardly. Well, yeah, I mean, a you got four guys
0: there. You got to have two guitars. Um.
1: Yeah, but this is real exciting. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, so in the A section, there the guitars. There's more guitar involvement. Like you can really hear that guitar playing those din it it those those two chord hits. Um. Wait, I'm looking at the wrong one. The Clash.
0: Nope, this is it—the clash. Um, no, yeah, you got those two stings, and the drums are like classic punk faction, really tom focused. So you get really heavy, meaty drums rather than your typical like rock four-four sh- shit going on.
1: Yeah. What else is going on here? And you got sections. That, that sorry. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Something about the B section.
1: Okay. Uh, the guitar is change, changes up a bit, kind of just jump between two notes. Uh, holds, they're just like quarter notes. Yeah, and big sustain. Yeah.
0: Woo, woo.
1: Which is like a slow siren. Yes, I, don't I was know. just going to say, is, is it meant to, wee, to imitate when the you siren? said it that way? I thought of a siren. I don't know if it's meant to be that. Yeah, it kind of sounds like that, but it's very slow. Um,
0: yeah, maybe. And then. After that B section, we get like a sort of rising instrumental bridge. It kind of almost completes that siren phrase. It goes and then into a solo. Right. We haven't talked yes, about the I solo so. much. Because on most of them, it's kind of just an extension of the riff. I guess so. Because
1: um, yeah, in the original, is but like it a is lot of there. like fast drumming and playing, and I think Bobby Fuller Ford just copied that directly. But this is where we get a different riff, and uh, I mean, it's it's always hard with these like really popular iconic ones. So I'm like, yeah, this is a great solo. The thing. I'm like, yeah, because I've been listening to it since I was nine or whatever.
0: But I think it succeeds. It has that keeping the energy there.
1: It's kind of similar. It's kind of like. actually it is also very similar to the other solo in some ways um but they kind of like let the sustain carry it instead of strumming quickly
0: yeah and they punctuate the energy with just short drum routes it's like bah-da-da,
1: bah-da-da, bah-da-da,
0: bah-da-da, so it's a different way of of having like a an exciting solo, and of course in true punk rock fashion it doesn't eat up too much time it comes in. It says, "Here's a cool idea." You say, "I like that." They say, "Fuck you." Here's a different thing. Now. <laughs> We're back to the verses. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, and this one is a bit longer than the previous versions, but that's mostly because of the outro, which we'll get to. Yes. Um. That's a solo. That, so the only other thing I have mentioned is that they keep the sticks gun lyric over ship yes. gun, um, and they, hmm. um really punch that line like they keep in the um the drum thing mm-hmm. but they also like the way they say it i thought was very like he's really enunciates six gun
0: yes yeah. six six gun.
1: gun i fought the love yeah
0: that w- yeah I think the punk rock vocals in general both on lead joe strummer there and with the backing i mean we talk a lot about punk rock sort of not quite in tune backing vocals yeah but it really gives this song that that folk like it's not just any one man story it's everybody's story of fighting the law and losing (laughs) like it really punches that angle and i think really brings the song to Life, like, there's a reason this song hits so well from the clash, and I think it is the punk rock like mythos behind yeah, it, yeah.
1: And yeah, though, I mean, the vocal delivery itself is, is very nice. I mean, I that I, I mentioned the six gun line already, mm-hmm. but when he says I needed money, god, I had none, He just like, God, I had none, and it's like, yeah, he's yeah, there's a bit of like he, almost he, like, theater to you, it, he needed money,
0: yes it's this it's it's so crazy but it feels like this song was made for the clash
1: yeah they i mean as always it's like probably because it's the first one i ever heard and it's the one i've heard the most but it just feels so natural coming out of it
0: feels natural and i in another way it is also just made for punk rock because if you is there anything else to say about this one alex not a whole lot not a whole lot um yeah i think that's good stuff but we move into the Dead Kennedys a, in nineteen eighty
1: but it's not oh, very that's exciting. right.
0: Let's pull back. Yeah. It's not all that interesting, but it is more than just live performance. It yeah. has. Uh, it'll cut to lyrics on just a big screen, so it'll just be like "I fought the law."
1: Yeah, a lot of it is live performance. I think there's even shots from what. I mean, we talked about London Calling. I think there's shots from what mm-hmm. becomes that video because it looks like they're performing on a pier kind of thing. But it might just be the lighting.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Like if you go right it's to It's a lot of them minute. performing
0: on this space with a lot of flags on it. One what, sorry? Yeah.
1: One minute in to the video?
0: Okay, one minute in. Is that yeah. just from the Oh yeah, I see the shots video? you're talking about. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks near identical. Yeah, that might be it.
1: Which would have been well, I don't know when this video was made, so. But anyway, it's like clash footage. It's we, I think they're dressed it's differently. It's But they look very similar. <laughs> anyway, um, it feels like Clash archival footage they threw together. With some other stuff. Yeah, and in. they put some
0: effects on things. So they do, like, these kind of, like... some,
1: like, video effects. Where, it, like,
0: there's an after um, image. There's a bit of that going on. Yeah. And there is shots of like, people fighting the law. They're stealing from places.
1: Yeah. Some footage of, like, petty crime. Some of which I think is literally just loitering. Mm-hmm. Uh, or there might be some some police violence and then near the end they kind of get into like war fighting like there's combat shown briefly
0: yeah you see shots of like uh, like missile launching programs too
1: yeah and like what looks like oh I wonder if this is a chips reference like I'm at 225 and there's like or like right before they're like 220 and it says, shows, I fought the law, and then it shows guys on motorcycles, and then Clash goes by. When did Chips air?
0: I fought the law. That's a good question.
1: 77, yeah, 77 to 83. So it would have been on TV at the time. So I feel like that might be would a chip. Would have been on
0: reference. TV. Okay.
1: Chips. Intro. Yeah, well, maybe not directly, but
0: maybe not. It but might be. I mean, similar chips, lines of thinking. I don't know. What,
1: California Highway Patrol.
0: California Highway Patrol system <laughs> stewards. I don't fucking know. I don't know what the S is for. Maybe it's a reference. Patrols. Somewhere. It might just be an S.
1: Anyway, so it it feels like they're kind of gesturing towards like being topical, but not really being very specific about it.
0: Yeah. And the song's well, not really I've, very
1: specific. But
0: no, it's like hey, but sometimes
1: course, crime. And also the law isn't always nice. Yeah, the themes are evergreen.
0: Nice. Yeah, the law is not like, as yeah, kind it as It would have you believe.
1: But there's not much to this video I don't think.
0: No, it's not like a it's not groundbreaking, but it is a little more than just live footage. Mm-hmm. It's like it's really like infant days of music video where you're like okay. True, it was seventy nine so we're seventy nine just so. starting to get into that
1: music video era
0: yeah, most music videos at this point in time were by the Beatles and <laughs> it was just like promo shit like it. yeah from <laughs> so like like yeah 12 it is years
1: earlier.
0: exactly so we're not quite at the the peak like 80s medium where there's storytelling and big choreographed dances and all that but yeah it's something now we do move into 1986
1: to talk about the dead kennedys
0: and the a, um, who really uh take this song and and punch the political angle of punk rock? oh yeah this is a
1: quite different song but also a very very specific song
0: yeah, they're hitting at a, a very topical issue. Yeah. And they are... they So they flipped the whole song to be about uh, this fucking guy. What's his name? Um, uh, San Francisco city politician Dan White. Yeah, Dan White, who um,
1: shot and killed George Moscone and Harvey Milk in 1978. Harvey Milk, uh, 1978. This came out shortly after he was released from prison.
0: I mm. I don't
1: know if it was before or after his suicide.
0: Um yeah, I can't say for sure. I would say given the positive perspective on him or like not positive but like it's kind of from his point of view. Yeah, and him okay. winning. So I would imagine it was pre-suicide.
1: Late 85 is when he died. Anyway.
0: Oh, okay. Well, this came so out he, in- Eighty six is so the date I have.
1: So this version of the song is very much them saying he got off light because he had political connections.
0: Yes, absolutely. When you read into some of the details in the case, which they reference here, the diminished yeah. responsibility defense and what is known as the Twinkies defense. Right. Yeah, it's insane.
1: He claimed that he ate uh, Twinkies. We're, so we're actually couldn't. going
0: to have to. It yeah, he's he claims that his diet depressed him because he started eating too many Twinkies, and so it altered his mind basically, and so he cannot be held responsible for his murder because it was basically essentially it was in the hands of Twinkies and not him.
1: Yeah, which is I mean that's an insane thing to say. Insane right? That's crazy.
0: That's an insane thing to say.
1: Um but 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 a lot of the lyrics are changed
0: A lot of the lyrics are changed Yes, so we're going to go through them Yep. Um, Drinking beer in the hot sun I fought the law and I won I fought the law and I won I needed sex and I got mine I fought the law and I won I fought the law and I won So he's celebrating his victory He's drinking a beer in the hot sun That's a great day
1: Yeah, because, I mean He fought, like They've changed the fundamental part of the song Of the law winning The law did not win here um, he won. Mm-hmm. Um, or perhaps Justice did not win. But either way, this person, yes. this criminal, got off, in their opinion, lightly.
0: Yes. Um, I needed sex and I got mine. Somebody genius here has suggested him getting his as him fucking the law. Which I think is quite a... <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, I think that's good. I don't, I don't yeah. think him fucking the law is good. I think the, the poetry of that line, if that's the read, is pretty good.
1: Yeah, I, that, I think that fits in with, with the sort of aggressive punk rock thing going on here.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, you want to talk about getting off easy. The law don't mean shit if you've got the right friends. Yeah. That's how this country yeah, is run. Twinkies right. are the best friend I've ever had. I fought the law, the I won.
1: Yeah, so that's, I, law, I mean, I it's, like I said, very specific. The Twinkies thing is very much, I mean, obviously a reference to this Twinkies defense, right? Which I mm-hmm. wasn't aware of before looking into this. Yeah. In fact, I didn't even pick up on, like, the changed lyrics until the next part, which is they slow it all down, and then he shouts, I blew Georgian Harvey's brains out
0: with my six and i was gun. like who
1: are george and harvey but yeah so that's yeah, why like, I what is this? the first
0: place is this some sort of cowboy movie reference yeah. like
1: i thought no, yeah i thought a, maybe the they were like gangsters or something murder you know i thought they'd be like mm-hmm. old-timey gangsters um but no they are politicians yes um with my six gun so they keep the six gun mm-hmm um and then gonna write my book and make a million million
0: million <laughs> good rhymes on this good rhymes
1: yeah uh but this is definitely that like i mean i i don't know exactly if there's a word to describe it but like there are a lot of punk rock bands where the sort of idea is we just like you like there's no hiding behind Poetry, really. Like, you just say the thing you want to say. And that is admirable. But That's the Dead right, Kennedys cut out, there are no definitely hiding have what? that. And they have that here. Like, they're not holding back. Right. Or at least not much.
0: Yeah, it's very, like... It's very clear who the target is here, and it's very clear that we, we hate them.
1: Yeah, like, they're using real names, real references, and um, and then the next line... I'm the new folk hero of the Ku Klux Klan. My cop friends think that's fine. You can get away with murder if you've got a badge. I fought the law and I won. I fought the law and I won. I fought the law and I won. I am the law, so I won.
0: So I won.
1: Yeah, so like, it's all there.
0: It's all there. Black and white, clear as crystal. You get nothing. You lose. You lose
1: yeah good even, days
0: sir no but it
1: I mean even some lines like things that we still say it's like you're not a member of a white supremacist group but a lot of white supremacists seem to like what you're doing like that's awfully suspicious right yeah like, that kind of stuff that has been coming last... up for decades it's it's a reminder for that decades. things
0: haven't changed that much that much you can get away with murder if you've got a badge Is pretty much an evergreen line unfortunately yeah yep. yeah this one hits it's specific to that time and it has stuff that unfortunately still hits in the year of our lord 2022
1: even if you don't know who george and harvey are off the top of your head which i didn't Mm -hmm. it's like yeah once you especially you know the change of i i want to from the law one to i one i one. yeah and then i am the law i I am the law
0: yeah, so heavy hitting political lyrics and i think i think they connect i think there is it's not like when we listened way back in the day to wild thing and it was those weird political parody tracks <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> and it was like so it's rfk doing wild thing for some reason for and it was some just reason like a as a thing
0: yeah it was just bizarre <laughs>
1: yeah still
0: one of the most memorable covers we've ever talked about for it though but
1: yeah yeah i um the uh musically musically speaking Mm -hmm. this is actually closest to the bobby fuller four version they don't add some of the extra stuff that the clash had it's a pretty straightforward version the guitar sounds different it's still very bright but it doesn't have like the jangle sound um yeah it's kind of like i would it's like overdriven more so i would almost say fuzz i'm not 100 on that though
0: yeah for sure i would say a bit of that it's it's in lines with like your your 80s punk it's really crunchy yeah and really driving the rhythm on this is boom 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 go like right off the bat
1: yeah, I was I was looking up the Dead Kennedys cuz I was like I I know the mm-hmm. name, you know. They're a famous Yeah. punk band obviously. You know
0: Holiday in Cambodia. Um, and I
1: only know Holiday in Cambodia. and I was kind of trying to figure out why, but like looking at their other songs and things they sing about, I can see why that wouldn't make it into like mass market uh video games. Yeah. Um but I don't know the lyrics to Holiday, in Cambodia. Holiday in Cambodia. Even Holiday in Cambodia Even that, is surprising yeah.
0: to to see in there
1: yeah i guess if you actually listen to the lyrics instead of focusing on just playing the guitar part in rock band
0: yeah hitting Um, the right buttons
1: (laughs) yeah but yeah do we have any? i guess me i didn't we didn't address it musically all that much but well maybe enough Uh, it's pretty simple um, musically like um is it fast Do they speed it up fast to speed
0: up. He's got a kind of like B-52s-esque vocal style, like punk B-52s.
1: He does have a bit of that, eh?
0: Hot <laughs> sun! <laughs> yeah. Some
1: of that, I guess, new wave thing going on.
0: Yeah. yeah some big, like, everybody gets in on that six-gun line, because it is in some ways the climax of the song, right? It's the yeah. most important part. <sighs> Especially, like, when
1: they do it, they... Like slow way down, and then he shouts the previous line, and then everyone just jumps back in mm-hmm. with a six gun.
0: Yeah, and then we get uh, it. Kind of slows down right near the end, kind of a fake out. Then it picks back up, and then we get your traditional end.
1: Oh yeah, do they fake out?
0: Not a full fake out, but it is like a slowdown that you think is going to go all the way. Oh, and it doesn't. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so that's that one. That's a pretty intense version. It's yeah. kind of like, I mean, the other comparison, um, the song Ohio by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young is very much mm-hmm. like a direct, directly addressing a particular event, right? This right. event the Kent State shootings in particular. Um, so I, I that this makes me think of that because it's mm-hmm. very much like you're calling people out by name. You know. Yeah. And talking about an event. Anyway.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting when those songs can be more than just like a a one off thing where they actually hold some some ground. And you can they, like some popularity around them.
1: And so yeah, they, they can like a, like somehow survive yeah. despite being about a thing that an event mm-hmm. a lot of people wouldn't have even heard of otherwise. Yeah,
0: they can live past their context. So it's it is interesting yeah. in that way. Um, what else is interesting is that Joe Strummer's coming back in 1993, His... but as a guest for The Pogues.
1: As a guest slash sometimes member, it wasn't totally clear to me. Yeah, yeah it wasn't clear to me. The Pogues. I think this album, Celtic anyway, is a Vec band.
0: Joe Strummer. Celtic punk Band, fronted by Shane McGowan, which is a name I thought was familiar, but he really is just a guy from the Pogues. Oh, you don't know him from the Nipple Erectors? No, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't. I just saw that name. It's a fun name. (laughs) I know. Apparently Pogues Mahone means kiss my arse. Cool. Cool. Uh, Or Pogue Mahone. I'm probably mispronouncing it. It's Celtic. English
1: or Anglo-Irish
0: yeah yes 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 yes
1: um
0: so this is they're actually similar to another band we're going to be talking about and we talked about before the bad shepherds yeah who are like punk rock filtered through tradition instruments yeah this is also a live version um yeah and it is very safe in that
1: yeah it's kind of i don't think the recording's the best either um, yeah So they change up the instruments um, The riff is mostly on the accordion It's very much a clash cover um, Because I mean just drummers literally there <laughs> What are you going to do like Nah we prefer the Bobby Fuller 4 version actually Sorry Joe um, But it's pretty close to that Other than yeah the accordion playing the riff Instead of the guitar but I did find it somewhat difficult to pick out individual instruments in this recording.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I mostly caught. Is it an accordion that's kind of doing the main riff? Yeah. Yeah. So I caught that, and then I knew there was a bass playing. Yeah. That's most of what I got. I think
1: the bass is mostly just playing what, it, like the clash version, and like they do some of the simple yeah. playing. Um, and they do the same like yeah. drum roll intro. Um, accordion takes a solo. See, I was looking at the mm-hmm. band and they play like quite a few, I guess I would say, non standard instruments, you know, like folk type stuff. Um, yeah. But I didn't pick up a whole lot of that. But it's also yeah, no, kind like, of... Yeah, illin pipes on this yeah, or kind of mashed, you know, like, something
0: of that nature.
1: But it feels like it wouldn't necessarily get picked up because of the recording mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah. So it, it's kind of cool, but I, I, didn't, I didn't love it as a live recording. Maybe it would be cool in person, but I feel like the in recording person. is not the best.
0: Yeah um i thought the punk rock kind of backing vocals were they got worked they got a really like low kind of growly voice voice that comes in your right channel when they say I thought that was good
1: yeah with this like folkier stuff i mean it's it's similar to the punk idea uh, but like i guess punk does the same thing where it just feels like you know a bunch of people shouting out in a bar yeah, it's
0: like tavern punk as yeah. opposed to pub punk.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's tavern punk. Um, but similar atmosphere and similar Similar singing atmosphere. style.
0: They got a good breakdown section for the crowd to kind of sing back and join in. True. So yeah, as a live piece of entertainment, I'm sure it's great. But whether it is uh, recording difficulties or just too simple of a cover, it kind of falls flat here.
1: Yeah, I didn't love the recording.
0: But hey, you might love our next performer, Nancy Griffith, in
1: 1997. It gets twangy from here on out. Well, we're about to twang it it the fuck. Uh, Nancy Griffith, uh. I mean, she's a country Also recently singer, right? passed. Yeah, recently passed away. Yeah.
0: Um, and she's been around, like, since the Crickets days. So she has toured with them. She's worked with a yes, bunch of in fact, acts. I'm pretty
1: sure this recording is with the Crickets. She definitely played this song with the Crickets. Okay. Um, I believe that. This might be the Crickets on this particular recording. Uh, but, yeah, she's been around for a long time. Like, real country stuff, you know? Like, like I mean, yeah. as soon as you start hearing her sing... Um, but I'm looking at this picture of her from 2004 on Wikipedia, and she's got a Nixon Agnew pin, but also an LBJ pin. I'm like, what Hmm. is going on there? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, she's got some politics, but I feel like they're a little unspecific,
0: um, which is fine. That's how I I am on the side of you. That's what she's saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's on the side of USA um but you know what this version has twang twang has yeah, twang <laughs> it's got twang for so days much. baby. much so much she doesn't even she's like there's two voices right and they sing mm-hmm. at the same time for the whole thing is it yes yeah so it's her and some other guys singing and uh yeah they're twangy twangy guitar playing um it's it twangs man
0: it twangs there's like fucking wood block percussion on this at the start <laughs> we get to a drum kit later but it is really just like doom,
1: yeah doom, cause this doom, one actually doom. has a bit of a build where like the first up until the first chorus it's like pretty acoustic like acoustic guitar and two vocalists but yeah like you said like wood block kind of thing yeah
0: yeah and I was worried going in cause I was like it's just gonna be this acoustic guitar and twang for three minutes here two and a half minutes like I don't know if we're going to make it, but they do actually yeah. change up a lot And then lot they here. bust
1: it out. And at that point, and they start yeah. to get some other country stuff in there too. Like you get that kind of rhythm. I think that's on a guitar.
0: Yeah, that kind of like old, like it's like rock and roll slash country. Yeah. Back when they were both sort of the same thing, like kind of boogie rhythm. Yeah. Um. um yeah, nice changes. And of course the country genre... Uh, Even Sonny Curtis said he kind of wrote this originally as a Johnny Cash kind of country song, so it fits pretty comfortably in this context.
1: Yeah, I guess Johnny Cash had some of that, like, outlaw type stuff. Yeah. Um, Folsom Prison, blues, all that. Um, All that The other thing, I mean, like we were saying with the Pogues and how they do the Clash version, because obviously, because Joe Strummer's there, this one is a Mm -hmm. cover of the Crickets. More than anything, because yeah, it's the only one that
0: it is a z- sticks with the Zip Gun line. That's right. And they really punch that one, too. Yeah. Um, and,
1: of course, because that's where the drum fill goes, right? Um, yes. They have... The drum fill's quite different, but it still does, you know, a similar thing.
0: Yeah, it kind um, of tails it instead of running alongside it.
1: Especially because they, like almost like the Dead Kennedys cut down and just, like, hold zip gun. Like, with their very country accent. Gun. Um, And then... Drum. And then as they hold gun, yeah. Drum fill. Yeah. Um, So they're just reminding you, hey, this is the original lyric,
0: and we're doing it. Yeah, this is a Cricket's cover. Don't you forget it.
1: Um, they fake out the ending and then do another they do, yeah. B section um, which I mean we didn't I don't know if we mentioned this the Clash kind of does an outro where they do an extended section of uh, I've just I fought the law and the law one over and over again yeah um,
0: which plays perfectly this is
1: also adding an outro but a different one yeah um so I don't know if this is technically outlaw country but like it's country and it's kind of an outlaw song but it also yeah. feels very like 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 cartoon western you know
0: Yeah it feels a bit just like Cuz it
1: always has been that a bit For sure and now it's just well cowboys and country music is there even a difference Yeah so it's it feels at home in this genre mm mm-hmm,
0: Mhm for sure Yeah I was this was like a good it was a solid cover all around. I think yeah. you got some nice changes between the sections. With twang, the country stuff round. works. The the instrumental section they do, they, they get to play around a little bit, give us some little country noodling. Come on. Come on.
1: Yeah. So apparently the idea of like a controlled voice crack like that mm-hmm. is called that is what Yodeling is. So anytime someone does a controlled voice crack, which kinda happens in this song, and a lot of other this songs sure. it's called a Yodel called yodel um hey so it's not like yodelay yodelay, but like hashtag
0: yodel there's
1: yodeling that's an ancient that's just an internet thing i picked up it could be completely made up but i don't think it is it sounds reasonable
0: i'll take it sounds real sounds reasonable um and that's why i'm happy you said it and you're going to be happy that I'm going to say this. The Bad Shepherds, 2009. I'm breaking rocks in the hot sun. I fought the law and the law won. I fought the law and the law won. I needed money cause I had none. I fought the law and the law one. Yes,
1: The Bad Shepherds. That We've talked fun about fun. them a couple times.
0: Yeah, they did, in fact,
1: uh on On uh, this uh, same London album. Calling. They did London Calling. Yeah. They did whole wide world i think we talked about them for oh man yes I, think, I believe we did is this this is god save the queen but it's probably the yeah it's
0: probably the uh yeah it's the the uh, yeah, sex yeah, pistols yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. um this. that's a reference to a conversation we had before this episode started recording off mic yeah but the bad shepherds all
0: right so we talked oh, about yeah, them as before. Of recording the is, queen is dead in case y'all were curious yes <laughs>
1: Just, uh that happened in the past Of us as well as
0: you. Well, yeah. As you, me, everyone (laughs) else. Um. So this one, big sustain on like an organ. Uh, ilan
1: pipes. Ilan pipes, my friend.
0: We've talked about ilan pipes
1: a couple times. They're also called elbow pipes. Um. They're kind of like a, uh, they're similar instrument to a bagpipe, but you don't blow into them. You uh, just pump them, pump like Mm -hmm. bellows with your with your elbow. Um. And the Bad Shepherds are a, like, folk group. They really play these folk instruments. And you hear a lot of them on this. pipes is one example. Um, the strumming. Uh, there's, I think, a, is there a banjo? No, there's a banjo on the next one. Um, they play this cittern or cithron, which is like an old mm-hmm. tiny guitar type, mandolin style instrument. Uh, a little bigger. Okay,
0: I wrote mandolin.
1: Yeah, well, it's a similar idea to a mandolin. It looks like it has double of strings. I don't know too much about it, but just by looking at the pictures, um, that's what it looks like to me. One, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. two, ten strings? Huh. That's a lot. I'm a little unclear on the number of strings on this thing. Uh, but, okay. yeah, old school. And then, the, you know, all the, like, whistles and and pipes Things like that that you would get. Uh, There's a violin on this as well, or you might call it a fiddle in a a folk music uh, context. So that's their sound is a lot of that stuff.
0: Yeah, it's very like folk, whereas what we got with the Pogues was like punk filtered through folk instruments. This is just folk doing a punk thing, taking a punk song and making it folk.
1: Yeah, and they do call themselves folk punk or have been called folk punk um, because they play a lot of punk songs. And punk and folk are related in that in many ways. Like, it's a few steps removed, but, like, rock and roll Mm -hmm. originally was, you know, not developed for popular music necessarily right like it, it came That's out right. as well it all comes of back a, to
0: skiffle doesn't it
1: yeah well i mean I, you know these genres emerge as uh, an expression of people right and then they get turned mm-hmm. into uh, a product but uh, of course I'll, and and a lot of the idea behind punk rock was returning to this early rock and roll which itself was more of a folk style Right. Uh, in terms of being just a thing people played because they enjoyed it,
0: mm-hmm. and not necessarily just yeah, I guess late like commercial. The different. punk thing is we now have the technology to express in different ways, right? Yeah, the distortion is a big part of punk rock. I find yeah.
1: So I guess it's yeah, it's about the ethos or whatever. Um, yeah. So there, there is well, yeah, a like, lot of connections mm-hmm. between folk and punk. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Including agree this group, to that. Uh, as the yeah, these groups <laughs> who
0: try to like ride that line, yeah, try to play um,
1: rock and roll, punk yeah. music as older style. And it's a good English folk
0: instruments on this. I, I like some of the little folky shit they do. Like the the instrumental bridges on this are pretty fun. Yeah, I, I always like to hear some pipes and shit. These somewhat
1: non-standard instruments, right? Like it just kind of sounds cool. Yeah, and it's a bit of a change. Um, the other thing they do put a lot more focus on is the vocal harmonies. We've talked about harmonies up to now, but these ones mm-hmm. feel very deliberate compared to those. Like, it feels like there's, you know, three people all singing apart as opposed to, like, there's some lyrics and everyone is joining in on them.
0: Yeah, you got very specific harmonies on this. It's like, uh, it's definitely not that punk rock styling of of harmonized vocals. It's more traditional
1: yeah which also cool sound so like solid sound conversion the version overall is a little less exciting just because the ones up to now have been so like rock and roll go hard yeah and this doesn't have that as much just because it's a different style Mm-hmm. oh i was like this is. and in that sense excellent.
0: yeah it did kind of like it's right? playing the wrong song not keep my focus the whole time.
1: Yeah, and there's some moments like it feels a little slower. This. There's some like droning moments where you're like mm, and and it just kind mm. of fades away a little bit. But I I mean, I don't have a negative opinion about this one.
0: No, it's good. It's uh it's it's and it's a nice in this pool of covers to have something trying a different angle.
1: Yeah, and I mean fiddle solo so that's cool yeah
0: and you know we're talking the narrator is a, a prisoner right so you can have a bit of that wistful angle that this has where you're like yeah used to be yeah. on the outside now i'm on the inside
1: and as much as we like associate to go back to our like folk slash punk conversation as so much as we associate like rock and roll and punk rock with rebellion mm-hmm. i mean folk music has always been associated with rebellion because it's the the music of the folk of the people, more of so people. than it is of the like gentry or or upper classes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just an expression of that. So it's just a different way of yeah. expressing similar things.
0: Yeah, because it's like the guy in the song isn't like. He's pretty simple in his views. He's like, I fought the law, the law won. He's not like, the establishment is bad, and here's some reasons I'm very mad, and I need to express that through music. It's just like him telling his story, right?
1: Yeah, there are entrenched social systems that (laughs) all that stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and so like the anger isn't necessarily present there, and it doesn't have to be. And so that's, I think, why this version does still work pretty well. Yeah is cuz it's just the telling of a, of a a story basically.
1: Yeah, it's it's a frustrated person who who did something mm-hmm. out of necessity.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, but like a good interesting little take. We're going to take on speaking of weird genres. Yeah. We're be talking about mento. Mento. Here with the Jolly Boys in 2010.
1: Breaking rocks in body I the Jolly Boys. So I looked up the Jolly Boys, and they have, like, a long history. Yeah, formed in 1945. Um, and, like, their Wikipedia page has, like, sections for decades. So, like, they've been around.
0: Yeah, um, and a stable set of core members. It's not like they... Yeah, until I caused, think, like death causes you to leave the band.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. So several of them have died. I don't know exactly how many members are left, if any. Um this recording itself was from about 10 or 2010 so um but yeah they're an interesting group of artists that just had a ton of history and worked together a lot
0: yeah so they're Jamaican in origins Mento is Jamaican folk music basically Mm -hmm. that is a big influence for ska and reggae
1: yeah sort of grew into that so it was like Mento and, and Calypso I think it even predates Calypso and Rocksteady uh,
0: I'd believe that simply because I know the names Calypso and Rocksteady and I haven't heard of Mento until this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this is more like folk music, but like a very different style. hmm um, But also like, I don't know, this is just a really cool sound. Um, yeah. They've sl- it's even slower, I think, than the, any of the other versions. Um, definitely the longest one, but like got some really cool Definitely sounds. the longest. You get some similar, like, it doesn't yeah, really have, like, a skank, but you get kind of a snare. I think it's even an electric snare on, like, the backbeat, which almost serves a similar oh, purpose. Uh, t- t- yeah. Um, instrumentally, they also have something that I didn't know much about. Uh, the bass is played on a Roomba box. Okay. Uh, which is, like, you know what a, kal- it's a bass kalimba, basically. Oh, okay. um, so like it's it's like metal bars you pluck, but it's over like a big like it's on a box with a big hole in it to amplify it. Um, and that's where the bass comes, so that's why the bass sounds kind of cool. And, and right, okay, different. I'm looking at
0: it now, I see yeah. it. Yeah,
1: see, so it's like I mean, yeah, that's, that's what nuts. that's called. It's, it's little like like uh metal metal um strips that you that are tuned and you pluck them.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it is really like, I mean, it feels like Jamaican folk, I guess, in that regards or things I might associate with Yeah, you can see the that.
1: lineage of like, yeah, okay, this feels a bit like those other genres that I'm more familiar with, but it, I can see how it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a little more like yeah. acoustic guitar and stuff in this one. There's a banjo in this too. And this particular version yeah. also, I think, has a saxophone. Um, so, yeah.
0: Was that the one hitting that, like, space in the... Yeah, the, like that's the like their the horn riff. section.
1: I think it's just saxophone. I think. Um, But it's yeah. definitely brass, brassy. Um, I saw a live recording of this. There was no saxophone, but there were no horns at all. So.
0: Okay, interesting. I feel like that horn does a lot for it, for me. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Um, the other thing uh, I'll say about the rhythm is the acoustic guitar kind of strums it, plays that. I looked up Mento on Wikipedia and there's mm. a Mento rhythm there. So comparing Mento mm. rhythm to that, they're like very, very similar, but it's like shifted back in, in the song. So it's like a Mento rhythm that's been adapted a little bit to the song, I think.
0: Okay. But, Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah and they hit that cool. solo with the banjo yes banjo and solo another, and then yeah. a sax solo banjo solo yeah
1: and there's a brief spoken word section or or at least like kind of ad-libbing where he says yeah like, like, like some so like what? hype what? man stuff or... and then i didn't understand the next thing he said uh, completely unintelligible.
0: he's got this real croaky voice because he's probably like Seventy at least at this point, or like eighty. Yeah, these
1: are these are, these are guys who've been in in the game for a long time.
0: Yeah, they're they're old boys at this. Um, yeah, it's got a real like very relaxed energy to it as he tells you the story of him being in jail now.
1: Yeah, but like he's got that like his voice is kind of gruff, and you're like you believe it.
0: Yeah, you're like yeah, this guy's he's done hard time for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so. a
0: really interesting sound.
1: And it had like the thing I think is kind of missing for me from the Bad Shepherds is I mean, they have drums, but it's like the like any like the bass range, you know, low drums.
0: Right. And this di- a little This has, yeah, rhythm some
1: stage. rhythm to drive it. Or at least, it can be, you know, for, for what I'm used to. That's kind of what it doesn't. Yeah, have. it can carry it. Uh, yeah. But this one, even though it's even slower, has the rhythm to drive it. And I think it, it works better because of that.
0: Fucking A. Yeah. An interesting one to end on. That brings us to our final verdicts. So we got three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and the version most likely to win against the law—who's the toughest? Who can overcome the law? That's the question we ask here today, Alex. What's the worst version of this? Worst
1: version. I did not really like the Pogues version that much. Um, That's fair. And maybe it's just because of the recording, but I—it felt kind of flat for me. But I do like to hear accordion on things, so um, it's probably there's probably a decent version in there somewhere, but it's not this one
0: not this recording. You might be right there because if it's not that, it's probably like the crickets, honestly. <laughs> Everybody else here actually has like a, a solid enough take that, yeah, I think I'm going to give it to the Pogues with Joe Strummer. Yeah.
1: The thing about this one is like there's so many versions to pick from. So it was like, mm-hmm. I w- it, we've done it before where like we'll get to a version like The Clash which should be monolithic and everything after mm-hmm. that should just be trying to be The Clash. And that is not what happened today. Like, as much no, as. No, not at all. It the takes a, a weird turn. versions are more or less Clash covers, um, not counting Nancy Griffith. we it's It doesn't feel like some other ones. Uh, yeah, that's where it is like get. they
0: follow it to a T. Yeah. Because, yeah, even like The Dead Kennedys actually sounds more like a Bobby Fuller cover with changed lyrics.
1: Yeah, with it's, very different uh, lyrics. Yeah,
0: this one's got a weird splintering. But yeah, that's your worst version, Alex. What's your best version?
1: Best version? Oh man. There's some really solid versions of this song. Um mm-hmm. I mean it's hard. It's one of the like it's hard not to give it to the clash. Right? Yeah. Like they their version was so important in this. Um oh, man. Yeah, I gotta give it to the clash. Ultimately. As that's much as there choice. are some very, very strong right versions. I it's I think it's, it's gotta be the clash.
0: Hell yeah. Right choice, Alex. I'm going to flip it a little just because The Clash is, I mean, I think The Clash deserves to be called the best. Yeah. But if you don't want that to be the best, I'm going to offer up the Dead Kennedys. Yeah. Who offer a lot of the same, but also rework a song to have a little bit of bite to it, to have a little sting and say, hey, fuck you, Dan White. White's his last
1: name, definitely.
0: Yeah, Dan White. And I think that's I guess punk rock, and I think this song has like we've talked about it's got folk roots, which is also in some ways punk rock roots, so it's a real good like like more work put in interpretation it still comes off with a good result, so that's my best this week, Alex, yeah, and who who's, so who's got areas. the law,
1: oh man, I mean obviously the dead Kennedys version is the one where they do win in the story, mm-hmm so that's that's probably it, man, like. They got it. They're, it. The, yeah. they're the villains in their story. And, and they win against the law. Um, and they win. They're no they are heroes. the true
0: winners in that sense. I would say, looking at these guys, Bobby Fuller was murdered by cops. Um, <laughs> let's see here. The Bad Shepherds. I don't know about these guys. The Jolly Boys are uh, men of color, I'm assuming. So they're probably not going to have a good time with law enforcement. Not it's got to be. I'm thinking Nancy Griffith. You know what? She can One, take them. She's dead. They, they, they can't catch her now. Yeah, two, she's a country girl. They love country girls. They got a soft spot, so she can yeah. kind of. She can overcome them, I think. She can fight the law and win.
1: It's Nancy Griffith.
0: Okay. It's Nancy Griffith.
1: All right.
0: I know. Contra- she can ride
1: away pick. on her horse or whatever?
0: Um, yeah, riding on a horse, huh? You can whip your Porsche. Think about that. <laughs> ha. That does it for our final verdicts. You got different opinions, similar opinion. Want to talk about a version we didn't talk about? Hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy, at some AlexWiseGuy. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. I think I heard that Spotify does actually take reviews for podcasts. So if you're Spotifying this, oh. chuck us some nice words and a little five-star on there. We got to beat out Hideo Kojima and his new podcast. Come on, people. We're <laughs> fighting out here. We're drowning. All these celebrities making podcasts. Help us out. You are the marketing budget, of course. So tell your friends as well Tell your family. Tell your loved ones. Tell your most hated enemies. That tells just people you meet. Getting a coffee. Tell the barista. I don't care. Tell them. Burn it on a CD and give them an episode. That's what we should encourage. A little CD <laughs> and cassette exchange. To cover me. That's the money. All what right.
1: Imagine that. Just like those books, I love that those so like much.
0: Cassette tape books or CD books,
1: <laughs> just full of like burned. Yeah, those like CD episodes. books. You go
0: into somebody's car and they're like, "Which uh, which podcast episode do you want to listen to?" Uh, got a lot of uh, I don't know,
1: the dollop. That's just one I've heard a lot of people reference. The dollop. I've even listened yeah. to.
0: Yeah, um, a lot of WTF with Mark Marin in here. Uh, <laughs> in fact, this book here is all WTF. Uh, this one's all Joe Rogan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just throw a little Cover Me in your CD books of podcasts. Yeah. But that does it for today's episode, everyone. As we always say on Cover Me, I need Cover Me because I have none.